0: We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs Have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com.
1: Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong, and asthmatic, and at higher risk.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com.
4: From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen, you were fired. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters, they called you wisdom. Proverbs, on the backs of diamond eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise, be smart, be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone and prayer be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come. Dropping gems. Dropping gems.
0: Welcome. This is the Dropping Gems podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Brown. Today, we are exploring the divine masculine. We are going to explore masculine alchemy. We do a lot of talk on healing in this show and, you know, the journey to oneself. And something that we have explored and touched on that I'm really excited to go very in-depth with today is the experience of healing that's available for men, especially in this moment in history. You know, we've touched on quite a bit and had some powerful voices in this space around men being given their autonomy, men being given their permission to have their process Men being given a beautiful, expansive opportunity to connect with self and to relate to self, relate to the world, relate to the feminine, relate to their families in new ways that are more deeply authentic. So I'm really excited on this episode to welcome in just such a powerful, powerful, powerful voice in this space. But before I get there, uh, let's lean into our affirmation for this episode. So I'm using the Karma Bliss Affirmation Deck um, that is found within all of these affirmations are found within my book, Crystal Bliss. So I did a shuffle as this show was beginning, and I always allow whatever card wants to pop out pop. And the card that came out to paint the visual for you, it's two really beautiful medium brown hands with beautifully designed nails um, holding within the hands a vibrant orange and yellow sun. So if you can imagine some beautiful brown hands holding up a floating sun with the rays kind of beaming out. And the affirmation says, I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. Allow yourself to breathe here. And if it's comfortable and safe, I want to invite you to just let your eyes gently closed. Notice your spine. Allow it to be straight and really supportive to your body. Allow your breath to just rise and fall naturally in your chest. As I get ready to repeat this affirmation two more times, I want to invite you to take a deep, deep inhale through your nose
5: here. And then hold the breath in for a couple seconds and release slow and measured through your nose here.
0: And do that two more times, that same deep inhale, exhale. Now, as I read this affirmation and think too much about the words, just notice where it lands in your body. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. I am open to receiving all that is necessary
5: for my spiritual evolution.
0: And now allow yourself to release that affirmation back into the ethers and we'll revisit it at the end of this episode when I always make a little time for some soul work. All right. So today's episode, I cannot tell you how excited I am. Um, I'm excited in a way that is like I know something, (laughs) something expansive is about to happen. Um, Wow. Yeah. This is going to be a really, really, really powerful exploratory episode. So without further ado, my guest today is Adam Jackson. Adam Jackson is the co-founder of Sacred Sons and the host of the Sacred Sons podcast. Adam Jackson holds a vision for ushering brotherhood to the forefront of our community as a means for conscious healing. He's a co-founder, director of operations and the voice of Sacred Sons. Adam is a true Renaissance man with his education in science, background in art and music and ongoing exploration of love, travel, and experiential community building. Fatherhood has set Adam on a heart-opening journey of conscious parenting and commitment to living one's truth. Adam is devoted to continual inner exploration and has the intuitive ability to connect others to their path and purpose. His spiritual practices have led him to a neepy ceremony sweat lodge, men's circles, plant medicine ceremonies, and transformational gatherings. He is walking a spiritual path with the power of self-love and the intention to raise the collective consciousness of our human family. Sacred Sons. Sacred Sons are brothers, fathers, husbands, uncles. They're here to help men grow and awaken to their true power through circles, workshops, retreats, and online courses. Sacred Sons, Adam Jackson, masculine alchemy, divine masculinity. I am so grateful for this opportunity and so excited to dive into all of these things. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Adam Jackson.
6: Thank you so much for having me here, Devi. Uh, It's an honor. It's a real honor. Thank you.
0: I am so honored. And I have to tell you, and I I shared this with you um, before we started the record. Already, as I sat down for this interview, my heart started beating, and I was like, "Okay, this is going somewhere. Mm. Okay, spirit. Okay, spirit." Um, and yeah, there's there is this feeling of um, mm, just expansion. So,
6: well, let me <laughs> I don't let me get know in on this. Get. My heart's beating too, <laughs> and if you're listening to this, your heart is beating, and it all starts with a heartbeat. It truly does. When we mm. come into this life in our mother's womb. And I just had my third son. My third son is uh, just three months old. And so I know this from direct recent experience. The first thing we look for in life is the heartbeat. And as we exit this life, the last thing we look for is the heartbeat. And so it's always good to be in Mm -hmm. tune with our hearts. Thank you for bringing it forward. Our hearts are beating. Let's bring through a beautiful conversation.
0: Mm, Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And congratulations on the new life in this world. Wow,
6: yeah, it's uh, it's an honor as, as well to be a father and to <laughs> uh, to raise children up. You know, I was um, I grew up in a in a household where my parents were not together. I was kind of I saw my father every other weekend type of situation, and I think this is this is becoming more and more common in our culture, and I think it's detrimental. And so, uh, we're going to talk about sacred sons and more things, but I am encouraging. Uh, men who are in committed relationships to bring through children, you know mm. this is a good time mm. to bring through and to raise up consciousness. We need you. these children are these mm. souls are wanting to come through
7: you know in a in a caring and loving way and if you have the the capacity to hold it, I'm all for it mm.
0: Mm. that is so beautiful and i and I definitely want to get into that as well because. Parenting is such a profound catalyst for awakening, if you let it be. Such a profound catalyst to the next um, experience of your soul, to the new levels of one's gifts that we have inside of us. But it also, it requires quite a bit. It requires a real time processing. You know, it requires really making the deepest peace with your triggers because something I, I found that people don't speak to enough is how triggering parenting is you know especially depending on what your own childhood was yeah. because very often you know we are summoning forward we're invoking a love that perhaps we did not even feel ourselves and so that experience is just i mean one so godly <laughs> just like the the heart center of god's love um But it's also scary, and it can bring up a lot, and it does require a lot of self-investigation and a lot of seeking of support, um, supportive structures for ourselves.
6: Yeah, I I completely agree. It's a scary proposition to bring a child into this world. And, And out there, the conversations have done a good job of keeping us scared of that. But the reality is, this is how we all got here. This is how every human being mm. came through on this planet since the beginning of time. And so the invitation is to expand your capacity. Expand your capacity to hold space for yourself. Um, expand your capacity to allow help in, to ask for help, to ask for what you need when it is challenging, because it is. There's no getting around that. I don't want to give any uh, false sentiments that, that parenthood is all you know rainbows and butterflies, because it's challenging. Yeah. But yeah. as deep as the oh roots grow, is as high as the tree will go. And, and because of the depth of those challenges, the, the love uh, that our hearts right, are able to experience grows that much bigger. It expands that much greater. And I really, I really believe that. And it's, I think it behooves us as individuals. Um, and, and I also I want to say this. If you know you don't want to have children, don't have children. I respect that fully. And if you're able to, this is, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I I guess I want to say one more piece, specifically to the men, the brothers, the fathers who are listening. You know, Mm. for a long time, it's been shown to us that we got to hold it all on our own, that we got to figure it out, we got to provide on our own. And, And like largely that creates a lot of stress, it creates a lot of suppressed emotion. And the invitation here, and I'm speaking, To the brothers who know me from Sacred Sons, you know, there is
7: a space to bring your questions, to bring your fear, to bring your guilt and shame, and to move that, move through that, to integrate those aspects of who you are, you know, who you
6: are today, so that you can become who you are to become. And we need that as men. And, you know, our our culture has largely separated us, pushed us into social
5: isolation. I understand. We're bringing that back. This is the time. Mm,
0: mm, This is the time. Let's speak about that time. I got to tell you how I found your work. So I'm always in study about barriers to healing for people and um, I'm raising a son. So men are a big part of my path. Um, and I remember I was on Instagram and the algorithm brought me to the Sacred Suns page. And I sat there and my heart just expanded. I mean, just so huge. Like I had such a reaction in my soul, and my body, and just immediately recognized the profound work um, and the emotion that's brought forward on that page. Everyone take a second right now, if you're on your phone, it's sacred sons on Instagram. Um, and I saw the work that you were doing with men. I saw this, de- this divine masculinity pouring through the screen, this, this healing that has not had a chance to really be present on the planet. And I thought, how, one, how gorgeous and how powerful, but two, my God, how grateful I was to see this work in this way, to see... Such a collection of men from all over, from all different backgrounds, all different ages, coming into this space to learn how to feel, you know? And I think one of the biggest shames of society throughout human history is this, this silencing of masculine emotions, this belief that masculinity can't also be elegant, can't also be loving, can't also be healing. And so that's how I first saw the work that you were putting in the world. And then I connected to the podcast. But Adam, how did you begin this path? And how did you found, co-found yeah. Sacred Sons?
6: So Sacred Sons was co-founded by myself, Albert Bastiat, and Jason McKenzie in
0: 2018.
6: And you know, prior to us coming together to do this version of Masculine Alchemy of men's work, um, I had thrown I'd, – listen, I'd been playing music and throwing concerts and I have a calling to bring people together. This has been a part of my entire life's path. It just, it's just the way it is. And so in 2015 and 16, I was mm. hosting an event in Joshua Tree called Tribe Family Gathering. Again, this is what I'm about. I'm about tribe. I'm about bringing it together. I'm about finding out what's real. And, uh, and at mm. one of those events in 2016, I invited Jason to hold a men's circle because I knew he was deeply involved in men's work. And I invited Albert to lead a shadow work, uh, workshop because of his background with that work. And, and I was organizing the, the event and it was on that weekend. We kind of noticed like, Hey, the brothers don't really know, know what's what here. Like they were asking me, can we drink? Why are we, why are we circling up? Why are we being asked to share these things? Can't we just like listen to music and zone out? And so we're like, Oh, the men are not ready for this. Meanwhile, the women, they were circled up. They were hiking naked. They were, you know, we, we had a, a session where the women went off into the desert, had a women's circle, and the men stayed back with the children. It was really beautiful. But in that moment, we were like, oh, the men are not ready. And so then as the Me Too movement kind of exploded and there's more awareness, mm-hmm. the men aren't ready. This, is, this was the message that we got. So what are we going to do to invite the men in, to invite the men back into their hearts? back into their bodies, back into connection with God, with themselves, with each other, whatever that connection that's missing, because we know it's missing. And that lack of connection, it, it plays out in society as addiction, as abuse, as uh, overpowering, as, um, as, as all the things, right? And so, what our mission was from that point, was to bring the connection back. And it's really as simple as that. I don't, I don't want to create any illusions that we are healing people or that we are gurus. The age of the guru is over. Not about that. We are about connection. And so what happens is men come back into connection. And we all, we all know this in this world that we have the ability to heal ourselves. <clears throat> and that's really what's happening. As men come in, they're invited into a space of honesty, of confidentiality, of acceptance. And this is, this is something that most men that I've encountered have not ever felt. And so, what we're, what we're doing is, it's really, I just want to emphasize, it's, it, there's a lot of simplicity to the work that we're doing. Yeah. And when you see it, we- you know, one of our missions, when we started this, we are like, we're not going to hide this. Yeah. We're not going to keep it behind closed doors. We're going to show what we're doing. And, and by showing it, we're inviting in others to say, this is okay. Not only is it okay, but there's so many comments. If you look at some of these photos where there's a man really release a big cathartic emotional release. And what do I see, men commenting, I need this. I need this. Where do I find this? Come here. Come
5: see us. To cry. To grieve. To be honest.
7: And so here we are, you know, four years later in 2022. I'm actually uh, preparing for a trip
6: to Europe. We're taking this work, you know, back to some of our ancestry, where where some of us came from, and this work is is starting to gain the momentum and the eyes and the ears and the hearts um, of people really saying this is valuable and this is this has been missing, and so we identified it as early as you know 2015 2016. We're all on our individual healing journeys. We've all, you know, in terms mm. of the men who are at the core of sacred sons, we do this work together. You know, we, we piloted this work together and we, we have our individual journeys, but when we come together in connection,
7: this is where, uh, the real magic is. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Wow. Speaking of male connection, you know, we are obviously all the systems that are in place and we explore this so much on this show, um, that all the things that keep us from ourselves, whether that is the culturally created view of self, whether that is all of the the various levels of trauma that may be present from this lifetime or many others and the ancestral trauma that's laid upon that. You know, I think so many get caught in this system, of course, it's designed to, of society and how we view ourselves and what we consider to be important or successful and all these things, what we consider friendship, what we consider love, that it really requires such an immense deprogramming and just a casting aside of you know, what doesn't feel inherently true or authentic, how is that experience, especially with men and men have been really, um, trained for thousands and thousands of years to stay inside, to not talk, to not feel, um, they have so much less practice in it than women. You know, we are for better or worse. We are not only designed for that nurturance, but then we're also kind of Shepherded into it, you know, tell it, tell all your friends, your secrets starting at a young age, discuss and dissect everything constantly, you know, even, even, you know, this, this, the gossip of the young life of a young girl, like we're all rooted to kind of pour our thoughts and feelings out constantly. And it's the exact opposite for men. And so what does that system look like when you begin that opening, when you create this space for meaningful Mm. connection to take place? What kind of disarmament even needs to happen? And how would, especially a man listening in this moment who knows they're craving that, but perhaps um, is feeling the discomfort of
6: it's what does that look
0: like to be around a bunch of people yeah, I don't know? Be. And, and feel. so, what it looks
6: like is what does do that it process do it. begin you don't like? Do it how women do it. Um, and we do it through, mm. like I said, first creating a space, then dropping into connection, dropping into trust and then confrontation. So you're just you were just really eloquently speaking to how women do it from an early age. Guess how boys do it. We fight. We wrestle. We confront
7: each other. We get right up in the mix. We are men and this works. We don't have to deny those aspects of ourselves
6: wow. either. And so culturally, I mean, I'll just I'll I want to answer your question specifically to the to the beginning and then I want to go into the confrontation. But disarming is a perfect word. We, we peel back the layers and we do that by seeing men. So there are a few thresholds to enter the space uh, mm. that we create. Um, and those look like prompts, asking questions, largely questions that are very simple, but men have not really been asked. Really meeting men with eye contact, which is another thing in society. You walk down the street, you, nobody's making eye contact, nobody's saying what's up. Nobody's blessing each other up these days. What's going on? You know? And so what happens is you come into a space, you cross a threshold, someone meets you in presence,
8: Mm. you know,
6: in sincerity and their authenticity. And that does something to a man. It starts to rewire immediately. Just some eye contact, just like I'm looking at you right now. We're having a conversation. There's a connection that's happening that will ultimately allow our hearts to stop beating so fast so that we can settle. And then we begin peeling layer by layer and before you know it you're yeah. you know depending on where we where this event is you're in the desert you're staring across at a man that you've just met and you're being asked a question like what are you
7: hiding and guess what you know all 40 50 however many men are there they're all hiding something and so we say it what are you hiding
6: speak it now to the man across from you boom this is this is how we we peel back a layer but then What's under each of those layers, mm. it gets replaced mm. with trust. And so I want to say this for people who are listening. Anytime you uh, let go or remove something for your, from your life, you have to replace it with something else. Otherwise, the armor, the layers come right back on. So what we replace those layers with are trust.
8: Mm.
6: And the trust is built through
7: eye contact, through communication, through connection. Okay. And now let's let's just go a little bit deeper into the weekend. So now I'm here
6: and now I'm I'm feeling in a space where I, man, I, I can be authentic. I can even relate to some of the stories these men are sharing. And this, you know, this brother, he may have come from New Zealand. But yet we have a similar, you know, we have a similar perspective. We have some similar things going on in our lives. How is that possible? So we're building up that trust and you know, through confrontation. Is where men really come alive. It's very intimidating. Um, there are different cultural practices all around the world, uh, from mm. North American Lakota the Nipi ceremony, Sweat Lodge. You know these challenging type of situations we put ourselves in to get comfortable in our own discomfort. As sacred sons, we utilize cold. Cold, cold plunges are super popular right now. Everybody is, should be aware of these. Mm. This, is a, this is something that gets our nervous systems regulated. So that, that's a great practice. But what happens when we start inviting on the gloves and we start saying, hey, pick a man here who represents someone in your life that you would like to confront. And before, you know, we don't just put people in to fight. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're sentient conscious savages out here. <laughs> this is not. we This is not going to war uh, with the outside world. World. This is brothers going to war, mm-hmm. waging the war within, the okay. war within themselves. This is the only, This is truly um, where it, where it is for all of us. So we mm-hmm. put people in uncomfortable situations. Yes, we wrestle. Yes, we uh, we sit in ceremony, and then in the evenings we celebrate. You know, we we sip cacao. We sit around a fire. Like men have done for thousands of years, we share our stories, we share our songs, and slowly, little by little, this brings men back into, connection, <clears throat> back into connection with themselves, with each other, with the earth below their feet, with the loved ones they have waiting for them at home. And it can just be such a beautiful thing, but it's, I, I just want to emphasize it's about the simplicity. Um, truth is always found in the simplest of ways. You know, this is, we're not trying
7: to indoctrinate anyone. We, this is not a dogmatic system. It's an emergent culture that we are creating.
5: Mm. And I want to I say one more thing. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Because large, you, I Thank get you. asked questions around men's work. Well, why, why is it necessary for the men to go mm. off on their own? And I want to be really clear that it's necessary.
7: This work is actually for the benefit of women and children. The women who are at home waiting on their husbands
6: to return, the children in their lives, the, the brothers in, in their lives as well.
0: Oh, please speak. But this to is that. not
6: work to exclude women or to empower men to, um, to further dominate women. This is about opening men's hearts up so, so that when they return, They can meet their families. They can meet their beloveds Mm. with clear eyes, full hearts, all these, all these things that are very important. Um, and, and I also, I don't want to make any illusions about, about the, the massive shifts. Yes, there are men who, who become incredibly awakened. Yes, there are men who, who are shedding tears that they haven't been able to shed for 10 years. I've seen it over and over. Debbie, men come to me. I, I, hey, bro, I just don't cry. I'm not about, I'm like, cool, bro, you don't do anything you're not here to do. Day two. They're coming up to me with tears in their eyes. Oh, bro. Thank you. I didn't even know this was possible. You know, like, cool, cool. That's, that's always <laughs> been in you. And
5: the, the, the piece there that, it, that I wanted to say that yeah. was important. Uh, yeah.
7: Where is this? Why is this mm. missing in our culture?
5: Mm. Mm. And it's
7: not like, and,
6: tr- and to be honest, it's not like you have to be filled with trauma to come into one of these spaces. Yes, we have men with the deep,
7: deep, the deep, deep, for real. And most men have been hurt by other men. So that makes it even more intimidating.
5: And
6: if you're a brother who is just out here treading water, not in contact, not in connection with your purpose, and forget purpose, you're not in contact with your heart. Like, let's start there. And so I, I also want to just like give the understanding for anyone who's listening, maybe curious. Um, do you have to be suffering from some immense amount of trauma? No. But if there's a sense of quiet suffering happening for you, there is a space for you to belong. And it's called Sacred Sounds.
2: Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick Six credits. Non withdrawable and valid for Pick Six use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick Six not available in all states. For up to date list of states, visit DKNG.CO Pick Six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com promos. Nissan has a car for everyone. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates 30 city mpg 37 highway mpg 33 combined mpg for rogue s and sv front wheel drive 28 city mpg 35 highway mpg 31 combined mpg for rogue s and sv all-wheel drive 29 city mpg 36 highway mpg 32 combined mpg for rogue sl and platinum front wheel drive 28 city mpg 34 highway mpg 31 combined mpg for rogue sl and platinum all-wheel drive actual mileage may vary with driving conditions use for comparison only
3: hi i'm cindy crawford and i'm the founder of meaningful beauty
0: I would love your thoughts, your reflection on what have you noticed in yourself and others, the feedback, something so powerful in what you you were expressing is it felt like such a deep cellular reprogram. Hearing you speak about this, this just gorgeous work, you know, this idea of taking the masculine out to battle with themselves, taking the masculine out to these sacred lands with one another. And then returning home, like I'm really hearing the hero's journey. I'm hearing, um, yes, the heroic nature of that internal, you know, dragon slaying and the coming home. You know what I'm really experiencing when you say that it, it's coming home, but it's also kind of coming into this right um,
7: right relation, rightful rule oh, is the word right that relation. feels.
0: Yes. And right relation, right? Like the this this authentic, more nourishing, more powerful relation to self and relation to the family system that you may be in, that you're returning home to. And what is that felt experience for the masculine in that return home? And how are you noticing shifts in the household?
6: Mm. That's a great question. I wanna I wanna first start by saying many men are conditioned to outsource um, their pleasure, their greatness, their pursuits, uh, through, through icon worshiping, through sports, through pornography, right? So just have an understanding that we're outsourcing our sense of being the hero. And it's a trope at this point to say, be the hero of your own journey. What does that even look like? Where can I even go do that? Okay. So if you want to be the hero in your journey in your story, it's not going to be because your team won the big game. It's not going to be because there's a beautiful girl on your screen. It's going to be because you show up to it in this reality with your heart fully online so that you can feel. You don't have to throw the winning touchdown in a Super Bowl yourself to feel like a champion. Okay, so a part of, a part of that confrontation too is, um, there is some, there's something so empowering, um, not about
7: competition, but about being met. Okay, feel what I'm saying? For a yes. man to be met with equal opposite force, for a brother to be met in equal and opposite truth,
6: it does something to us where we, we begin to pull in those aspects of ourselves that want to outsource it, that want the pleasure from the outside in. And what happens, it becomes an inside out game. And this is the only game that there is in this life. Everything happens within, right? And so what happens when these men go home is they have the awareness, but not only the the awareness, we send our men home with commitments. And these are not commitments that I write. These are commitments that they speak. And they speak them before uh, their brothers. They speak them before the entire circle. And so when they go home and they know what they have to do, Everybody, everybody listening, you know what you have to do. It's up to you to choose to decide to do it and so what happens after 4 days of this being met that i'm referencing what happens is that those men go home and they meet their commitments and so i don't want to make any illusions about what that is but
7: i've had men i've had men come up to me and say adam you saved my marriage and i say mm. you saved your marriage and we also
6: have men who go home and they say this relationship was not serving me or her and I went home and I handled it. And we had a conscious uncoupling because that's what needed to happen. Mm. Mm. I, and my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> so the man tells me, you know, I committed to going home and playing outside with my kids for one hour a day. You know, how, like these are simple things. These are simple things, Debbie, but they light me up and they can light up our whole world. And so if you dedicate yourself to playing outside with your children, One hour a day, instead of being on your phone for an hour a day, do you know what that does for your
7: children? Do you know what that does for you? And so, you know, I'm I'm trying to, this is powerful work.
6: This is life-changing work, but it's, it comes through in simple ways. And it's, it's about those choices we make every single day. The little choices lead up to the big choices. You know, life is, it's a, bunch of, you know, small decisions that lead to big decisions. And so the better uh, men can come into awareness of themselves, who they are, what their mission is, who's coming with them, where they're Mm -hmm. going, the more they can come into contact with that, the more they can take it home and be the hero of their own journey.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The sum of our lives is found in the tiny details always mastery is found in the simple daily details of ourselves and that peace, right like and i love that you're you know just um i love the way you're framing the simplicity of it but i also want to make sure that i fully reflect back like what you're calling simplicity is how the world changes it's how we reprogram our souls it's how It's how we find God. It's how we live with God. You know it's, that that hour a day. It's,
6: it's really beautiful that you, with your child. It's beautiful that you said that's how we find God, um, because at that gathering I was referencing in Joshua Tree in 2016, that was that was one of that was actually my check out of that space. I was like, I feel the presence of God in this circle, not because. There's someone here preaching, not because there's someone here that's saying they're better than the rest of us, but because of our connection to each other, because we're able to see each other, now I can start to to see God. I can see myself in you. And if I acknowledge that there's a there's an aspect of me that is source, and you, you don't have to use the word God if that doesn't resonate, but there's an aspect of yourself that yeah. is source. You are source energy. And then when we can recognize that in others, we begin to make better choices. And yeah. men on this planet have been making choices that are detrimental to the earth itself, to the feminine, to each other, to the masculine, and it's time to start making better choices. And the only way we can do that mm-hmm. is through a collective witnessing and understanding that, that there is a better way to live on this planet. And I call that brotherhood. You know, I, <laughs> I, I've experienced it in my own life, the power of brotherhood and sisterhood as well mm-hmm. and coming together in sacred mm-hmm. union as community that comes that comes after you know that's a that is a a byproduct of of what happens when we come together and so yeah i'm curious for you if you have sisterhood in your life if you resonate with with what that means to sit in ceremony or to sit with your girls you know what i mean uh, yeah
0: i live my life in ceremony i live a very very devotional life and ceremony daily ritual is what um it changed everything about every lifetime I've ever had and every possibility for the future of my lineage. Um, and that was the piece. And thank you for asking me that question, because I think I'm someone that has been on the path for a really long time, you know, just as a highly sensitive, deeply intuitive child and moving into, you know, the world. And I've always been on a quest. I've always been a seeker. Always, always, always. I was the the child with a self help book. You know, I wanted to understand humanity really deeply, and understand myself. Um, and from a cognitive standpoint, that was happening. Um, and then it wasn't until I really would say like 2016 for myself as well that I understood I had to get out of my brain. I had to get out of understanding people um, cognitively or kind of doing these psychoanalysis on every interaction and every human that I knew and I had to I had to bring that down into my heart and that depth of awakening um, (laughs)
5: uh,
0: nothing about the world is ever the same again and you also the way you relate to yourself um, the way you relate to the observations you may have been making about society and about humanity, you're just never the same. And I think um, a space I, I shared this recently, and I, I've actually found myself in conversation about it quite a bit. But one of my one of my teachers, um, Dr. Ron Holnick, I remember I had this this moment where, in all my understanding of trauma of people who have been abusive in the world people who've been abused in the world I just came to this deep love of, of really both sides and I remember he said to me you know now you have entered the chapter of life of unbearable compassion and all the moments are really just unbearable compassion happening and you come into an acceptance of it and you relate to it fine with it but yeah you know you saying that that really you connecting to that moment where the version of you, this being Adam probably stepped aside and it became more of a channel for God's work and the way that you were meant to share with others and meant to help them unlock themselves. I just see that really deep. I just really honor that um, the work that you're doing.
6: Yeah. Thank you. I,
0: it's just the most important work, mm. the most important work one could do with their lives for all of humanity, and it's incredible and I'm so grateful you exist
7: mm. that that brings up several things for me
6: <laughs> um, first is is thank you for for that acknowledgement The second is it's not me you know i did i did I did have to step out of way first of all, you know there's a there's a core of us at the center. You know, I don't hold this alone, which is why I'm able to, to easily step into it and, and to help steward this work. This is not something that we invented. Yes, we named it. Yes, we gave it structure as the masculine does. But this is truly a co created movement. Feel me? And, and the most high is present in it at all times. And, and not only that, but spirit has been with us as sacred sons, once we agreed, once we put that uh, you know, call out to you could say the universe, you could say, "Great spirit, whatever you want to say. I'll say, once we put the call out to spirit, Spirit's been meeting us at every step of the way. But the only way that can happen is if we stay in integrity. And so this is, this is a key to all of this. You know I think for my, in my personal journey um, I have been fulfilled throughout my life in different endeavors. Um, and one thing that I understand to be true is that when you make that kind of a commitment to spirit, the deal is: if I stay in integrity and I do what I say, then the universe is going to have my back. The universe has got me. Spirit's got me. God's got me. And you can you can reference all of the greats. They all say the same. And so the integrity that we have. Um, as human beings, is, is so vital to our fulfillment, not to our accomplishment, not to how much money we make, but to our fulfillment. Like How, how close do we come to touching our, our own soul? That's what fulfillment is. It's like, wow, I did something that resonates so deeply with
5: who I am on the soul level. And that type of fulfillment, you cannot outsource.
7: I can just keep going and going if you just want me to talk.
5: (laughs) You let me know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to have five hours. Um, Okay. (laughs) So there's three places I would really like to go. And I also want to honor your time, but I hope we can move through these things. Um, The piece that you just spoke to, my God, um, I would just like to further amplify that message. There is nothing, there should be in my view, and for those that can receive this, there should be nothing more important in your life than your spiritual integrity, nothing. It is the basis for all the things and it is the peace that will always keep you divinely aligned, which when you're divinely aligned, that extends itself to unseen and seen protection, that extends itself to grace and ease in every and all things, that extends itself to... You know, a lot of people enter, I think, into the path of healing themselves because they want to connect to a purpose, you know, this idea of purpose that we begin to really construct societally. Yeah. That's a great entry point too. Spiritual integrity allows that. Um, and, you know, when it comes to those moment by moment decisions and when we speak to what is integrity, you know, I think a lot of, I would like to root in that for a second, Adam, because I think something that has kept many of us from ourselves for so long is a misunderstanding of language or a misapplication of language or, you know, seeing, seeing definitions for certain words, um, based on the way that our families of origin or society have reflected them for us. But, you know, spiritual integrity, being an in integrity with oneself, that is in each moment, not just making choices for highest good, which does not mean choices necessarily of pleasure or choices of, you know, benefit making choices of highest good for yourself and all concerned. So it means even in the smallest moment, it's not making the quote unquote right choice all the time, right? We're humans, we're flawed, but it's making, you know, the integral choice. It's making a choice out of an openness in heart. There is not fear present. There is not malice present. There is not um, personal societal benefit present. And it's the kind of choice you make that, even if only one person knows of this choice, you know, even if no one knows of this choice, you hold that honor in yourself at each moment.
6: Yeah, absolutely. That's how I
0: related it to what you said.
7: What do you do when no one is watching? This is integrity. Yeah. You know, like, Yeah, and
6: I want to I say this as well. The, the beautiful thing about this time that we're in is we don't even have to do anything. The shadows are coming into the light, Debbie. It's happening wh- whether you're <laughs> in the river or not. Your shadows are coming into the light. My own, my own personal shadows too. You know, I don't want to make any illusions that I'm a perfect person. There are no perfect people. Um, and the invitation is not to strive for per- for perfection or for the image of perfection, but to strive for actively showing up and participating in your life. And so what that looks like for me, my family mm. is my spiritual practice. I- There's no yoga studio or or church on this planet that can inform me of how I'm showing up better than my family who's with me day in, day out. Mm. Right. So that's, Mm. that's where my spiritual practice, that's where my deepest, most challenging, most confronting pieces are. So if I have to, I have to be real about this. So so whatever it is for, for you,
7: for, for, for you, and I'm speaking to you as who's listening to this right now. Find your spiritual practice. You know that could look like devoting yourself to a, a, a
5: plethora of different things, and then the, the the next step from here is to
6: do what you say you are going to do. And so, what you say you're going to do, like get clear, write those things down, write what's important. Mm-hmm. I love lists. Mm. make your pros and cons list, write down what's important to you. And every time I do it, when I check back in,
7: family's at the top. You know what I mean? Like it's, we don't, we're we're, we're not changing uh, so frequently
6: that like, we don't know what's important anymore. However, Mm -hmm. the invitation is to get clear on what's important to you. And then if you say that thing, like follow up on it, it's, we can, we can keep it real simple, you know, I keep I keep uh referencing that because I f- I feel like it's important. I think there's also a lot of projection yes. and you know, from the outside in there's always gonna be judgment and that's okay. Um but I wanna I want to invite us into you know, a reframing on what's important because it's not about what people see out there. Um and I you know what I, I love about what you said that I resonated with deeply is that since you were a young girl You just had this sense; you were a seeker. I have it too. I have a theory. I'm I'm Mm. biracial. I'm mixed. My father's black. My mother's white. Uh, More mixed people Mm. I come into contact with, we have something. There's something about us. There's something, and it's not just. I'm talking about there is. um,
7: There's a shift happening on a DNA level, where, yeah, when you come equipped.
6: <laughs> with multiple perspective <clears throat> with multiple perspectives there is something that unlocks within us I just say it like that Bob Marley had it you know Bob's father was white his mother was black if you didn't know that you know there's there's certain Obama has it you know how he captivated the world because of his spirit because of who he is you have that I have that there's others that have it and no one's better than anyone I'm not saying that but that that's a part of the awakening
7: that's happening and so what do we do with it There's so much Mm. self-help in the world, but where's all the helping others? Why is there a book, uh, a section of a bookstore called self-help, but there's no helping others? What about receiving help?
8: Mm.
7: Where's the section to receive help? You know what I'm saying? Like this life as a human being is
6: not about like being on a boat struggling to survive. You don't want to be lost at sea in this life. Receive help, receive support. And so that's largely what this work is like cultivating and it's churning. And we're here for the long game. I'm so lit up on this and Albert and Jay and some of the, we can speak to some of the specifics of events and things, but we are really giving our life's energy to this work, to cultivating um, community and by region, by region. It's, it's not about like, Hey, come to California, come to Maui and have a great weekend. We're bringing this work to Atlanta, to Baltimore. Uh, to, to the Pacific Northwest, to Oregon, you know, and, and really cultivating men to create connection within their communities. What does it look like in Atlanta when you have 40, 50, 100, 200, 300? It keeps building men who have witnessed each other and seen each other and respect each other. What does that do to, a, to the larger community?
8: Yeah. So we'll find out.
6: Yeah. <laughs> we will find out because, we'll find because we're, out. Here, we're here for it. Um, <laughs> We're talking about integrity. And so my personal integrity, what's being asked of me is like, great, I've, I've figured a couple of things out for myself. I felt a couple things out. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to hoard yes. it? Am I going to stay in my isolation because of that? Yes. No. This, is, this game yes. is also about inviting others to the place where you are. There's a lot of people saying, meet, meet yes. them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. That keeps people where they're at. Invite them to mm. where you
5: are.
0: That's gorgeous. Yeah,
6: You were saying, um, and this is why I was saying the, the piece around helping others, all my relations, aho this is this, These are ancient words that many people in the spiritual communities say, but what that's saying is, all my relations. So when you were talking about making decisions, when you say aho or aho matakweasen, that is bringing you back to all my relations. So when you do the make decisions, I could give you my personal process. Mm-hmm. What's best for me? What's best for my family? What's best for my community?
7: What's best for my world? Boom. In that order. This is a clear way to help make decisions. You know what I mean? And if you, yeah. if you come into um,
6: not a habit, but a ritual – you know nothing nothing here should be habitual it should be ritual it should be filled with intention if you make decisions with intention mm-hmm. from that perspective of all my relations we begin to make better decisions at an individual level
7: at a societal level at a corporate level at an industrial level all my relations
0: mhm when you were when you were speaking um when you were speaking to the piece about being young seekers too um to add on that you know a theme that i was noticing is that even if there was not a multicultural background if someone had like paradox present if there was very specific contrast um cuz that's what i that's something i really resonate to in my path like i had this i had very extremely different circumstances every time i looked up throughout my whole childhood and it's like that gets your brain working in such a way to really understand how many different things are happening at once. How many, I guess, in, in, in some translations, like how many levels are possible? How many, um, experiences are possible? It really showing the spectrum of human emotion and human experience. And for me, I really related to that. We are all these different recipes happening, right? Like we all have a lot of the same stuff in us, but to different degrees. And that's what makes our individuality, but that's also what makes sometimes um, our greatest spiritual curriculum that we find that's present. So for those listening, you know, start to, I, I would really like to invite you to start looking at where were, where were some extremes present in your life? And it could be something like you notice you lived in one neighborhood, but to get to school, you always passed, you know, a different kind of neighborhood, whether that was a more abundant neighborhood or a less served neighborhood and what that brought up inside of you yeah as a kid growing up in la it's like you know having this experience of of such excess in such area in some areas such privilege in some areas but then sometimes living in areas where there was so much murder crime drugs present but having both as a part of my day um yeah. and so that it that can really get some of our self-inquiry going for those listening
6: yeah it's perspective um
0: yeah you know
6: I'll give a example from my life. Thanksgiving, I would go to two grandmas. I went to my granny's in the morning. You know, it was greens. It was, uh, it was like baked macaroni and cheese. It was chitlins. It was chicken hearts. It was all the things. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. So I'm in Ohio. Okay. Granny, rest her soul, love you. You know, and the conversation at the table was one way. And then in the afternoon and evening, I go to my, my grandma's house, my mom's mom, and the food was macaroni and cheese, and or not macaroni and cheese, macaroni and cheese too, but like this uh, macaroni salad and this jello thing. And it was just yes, a little bit yes. different. You know what I'm saying? There's, the food was different. <laughs> I just want to be real. And it gave me a perspective. The conversation was different. And what I'm, so what I'm saying about that, yeah. that, that being mixed, being biracial, is yeah. having perspective. Like in broad, giving ourselves yeah. a broader perspective is very informing. It's like, oh, people live different ways. A lot of people don't get to experience that. And so, yeah. Sacred Sons, we have a youth program, Sons Youth, and the way that we have set this program up is it's a one to one model. So for every uh, family that can afford to put their kid in a program, it's an eight week online program. We we talk about emotional intelligence, emotional resilience. It's really giving Uh, young men, a place to ask questions and a place to to find guidance and mentorship. But for every family that can send their child, we scholarship another young man. And so what happens is you got one man from Beverly Hills, one young man from Beverly Hills and another from, let's say, South Side of Chicago, but they're in the same Zoom call every single week for eight weeks. You know what that does to your perspective? And what, you know, the the most interesting thing is on day one, these, the boys all meet and we, we do like little exercises and games, get to know you kind of stuff. And the first, the first initial sentiment is young men feeling like I don't have anything in common with these other guys. Right. But Mm. through the, through the contact, through the connection, through the conversation, what happens is they go, oh, they're worried about the same things that I am. They have similar questions that I have. At a young age, we, yes. you know, we, we have a cohort that's 11 to 14. We have another cohort that's 15 to 19 for the young men. And these oh. are all led by uh, three mentors per cohort. And what's happening is we're broadening the perspectives of these young men. Again, this is not rocket science. This is not indoctrination. This is connection. And when we begin to broaden <laughs> our perspectives through real experience, not through not through the internet, not through watching someone else do something else, but through our real experience, only then can we begin to utilize the breadth of that perspective to make changes in our own lives, to make better choices. Again, even for the young men, it's still about making better choices. And, and because of this program, I've, I've, I personally mentor um, a few young men, and I'm talking about these these kids nowadays, they're coming with real problems, Whew, real opportunities,
5: mm. real
7: situations.
5: What are you seeing?
7: I'm, what am I seeing?
5: Yeah.
7: I'm seeing a lot of this. You know, ah. I'm seeing a lot of technology. Oh, phones, I'm seeing a lot yeah. of, uh, again, the
6: outsourcing, right? Yes. And so I'm also seeing... Um, fear i'm seeing violence i'm seeing drug use um
5: mm.
6: i'm seeing i don't know what else there is specifically you know nowadays after after covid it's like um, a lot of young men were were further pushed in, into isolation and more on their screens and i i got nothing against video games truly like if if you love video games that's great
7: um and there's a way to play video games with intention as well um there's mm. also there's also, um, you know, I don't want to, I,
6: I, have a, I have to be, I have to keep things confidential. So I don't really like to share specific examples. Absolutely. But I'm talking about young men as young as 12, 13 with access to drugs, weapons, um, the internet. <laughs> and so what happens when, yeah. when you, you're, you're exposed to all this with little to no guidance? What happens?
0: Yeah, that that is that can on a young male's brain have the same effect as a sexual abuse or trauma. Having too early access to pornography, big time. That you don't understand what's happening. Yeah,
7: yeah, and it's a lot of. You know, it's it's important to note that it's never like too
6: late um, to call in guidance or mentorship, and so we have oh. men in our spaces as old as sixty and seventy. They don't talk to their children, you know. They've 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 maybe uh, self destructed or or hurt relationships in their lives because they've never been able to, to feel. Mm-hmm. So, like
5: the the saying that I like, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, got it. Uh, there's
6: a quote from Frederick Douglass, which is, "It's easier to raise
7: strong boys than to repair broken men." So Frederick Douglass, I hear you, I'm with you, and so
6: a lot of the mission for us as Sacred Sons, yes, we do masculine alchemy and men's work, but we're shifting to help raise strong boys so that we don't have to repair
7: broken men. And I'm not saying that this program makes your child perfect. Again, let's be real. But will it influence and encourage
6: them to make better choices? A hundred Thousand percent. <laughs> and I can say yes. that with clarity uh, and sincerity because I'm witnessing it. Uh, I'm witnessing it um, in so many ways. And I've seen young men stop using drugs. I've seen young men um, be honest about things that they have in their possession, which are illegal. I don't even want to be that specific. but And, yeah. and, and be honest about it and get rid of it or take it to the, appro- the appropriate authorities or, or bring it to their parents just from a little bit of guidance and
7: mentorship. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm getting emotional about that because it's like, whew, that's what I needed. That's
6: what we needed. Yeah. You know, there's a time in, in each of our lives where it's like, we need guidance.
8: Yeah.
6: So where do we get it? And I'm also, you know, if there's anything to be proud about, it's, it's about the fact that we are scholarshipping in so many men. We are not doing this for, um, to make money. And in fact, this is not something, this is not like an endeavor to set out to, to make money, although spirits with us, right. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunities are abundant. And so being able to scholarship in men, um, and provide them mentorship and connection, like it's,
5: it's really special.
0: We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there, where the road leads you, and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US.
7: in your open space.
0: So I do not have enough time left with you to go into this next space that I want to go. In, but I Part two soon come Let's go. because Part two. there is another conversation <laughs> this is, and I would love this is okay. to have with you.
6: This is okay because, <laughs> you know, hopefully for those listening, if, if this is your first time hearing of Sacred Sons or even of, of an organization that serves men and young men in this way, yeah. um, this, is a, this is an emergent culture um, that's happening. And so, get connected with us. Instagram at Sacred Sons, yes. Facebook, TikTok, all those things. We have a, a, an amazing yes. crew of Their photographers podcast. and videographers making some incredible media that people can connect with. Uh, the podcast, Sacred Sons podcast, I do an episode uh, every week or so. You can just join the conversation that way. And we're, we're continually yeah. um, developing more and more ways for, for people to engage with us uh, because there's so mm-hmm. many layers. Before you actually cross that threshold mm-hmm. into the desert, mm-hmm. I get it. There's a lot that may need to um, settle before that happens. And so there are ways to, to access, us, access this work um, mm. you know, from the safety and comfort of your, your home. Mm.
5: Mm. And mm. I, I guess mm. I
6: want to say this too. Shout out to all the women, all the mm. wives and mothers who have sent their sons, sent their husbands. I would say 50% of the men who join us are sent by the women in
7: their lives who love them. So thank you. Um, to those women,
0: mm, how beautiful! I I would love. Um, I'm going to say this here, but we'll offline about it. But I would love. I would love to sponsor some scholarships. I would love to donate.
6: Yeah, and so we're and sponsor
0: scholarships. Sacred Sons some,
6: Foundation is calling that in. We name. have a entire nonprofit arm um, that we have. Our brothers, men who are, who join our community, that's that's the first thing that many of them say. How do I get more men here? Yeah, I want more men to experience it. Yeah. And, and these guys are the ones that had the most resistance coming in. <laughs> and now after four days of connection, confrontation, and celebration, they're like, how do we get more and more men to experience this? Right? Yes. And my hope is, mm. and so yes, mm. sacredsonsfoundation.org, sacredsons.com for, for everything. Um, and please, your, your donations, your attention,
7: uh, your support, in all your comments, it's all welcome. It's all welcome.
5: And, you know, my hope is
7: that more and more of us start to carry the flag, the beautiful burden of what it means to be in service.
8: Mm. Mm.
6: Not
5: to Mm. be in, um,
6: Not to be in selflessness or selfishness, but to be of service. There's many ways to be of service. So, how do we utilize our gifts, our tools, our skills, our wisdom um, to be of service to others? This is a time on this planet that's really asking for that,
7: and we're in it. And um, you know, Sacred Suns is a part of a movement of 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 awakening. And if that word doesn't resonate, or raising consciousness doesn't resonate, come back to connection. This is a movement of Mm -hmm. connection. And the more
6: as human beings that we can be connected, we can look each other in the eyes, we can be in resonance, I believe that it is, um, you know, it's better for our planet. It's better for our young ones who are coming in. Like I said in the beginning, I'm raising three strong boys right now, you know, raising their consciousness. It's It's my utmost
7: responsibility as their father.
6: And there's, another,
7: there's, a, there's more responsibility for us. You know what I'm saying? And this is a, a quote from
6: Stephen Jenkinson, who I just spoke to recently, who is an elder. Um, but as men, it's like we, we, should be, we should consider ourselves the father of everyone's children. And so what that means is we are all born in this, into this life through a mother, through the great mother. So let's treat each other like that like let's let's embody that mm. there's, en- there's enough there's enough uh nonsense hatred uh lies
5: being spread out there it's time for the new it's time for the new paradigm we're here for it here for
0: it here for it mm. i have my son is turning 4 um next month And when he hits 11, he will be at that thing. He will be out with y'all. I cannot wait. Um, Adam, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so deeply to you and all of the incredible men that do this work with you. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for your life. Thank you for being of service. Thank you for answering your call. Thank you for creating this space. Thank you for allowing God in. This, this work that you were doing, it is profound, it is gorgeous, and it is just so honorable. And I'm so thankful. Thank you for joining me.
7: You're welcome. Thank you. You deserve it.
6: We deserve it, and we're worthy of it as human beings. Thank you, Debbie. I hope we drop some gems uh, for your listeners today. today.
0: Mm, Yeah. Once again, so, so grateful. Thank you, Adam Jackson. Everyone listening to the show, whether you identify as male or you are connected to a male that you love, um, I would love to once again, point you in the direction of Adam's Instagram page, Sacred Sons Instagram page. You can go to Adam underscore Jackson on IG and also at Sacred Sons on IG, the website, sacredsons.com. So now diving into our soul work for this episode, I want to revisit the card that popped from my Karma Bliss Affirmation deck at the beginning of this episode. And I want you to notice where it lands now, having connected to Adam's work and the work of Sacred Sun. I want to invite you in this moment to once again, connect to your breath, allow your body to become still, soft, but still supportive. And if it's safe and comfortable, gently close your eyes and connect to my words here as you focus on your breath. And we're just noticing where this affirmation wants to land and what it might want to bring forward. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. I am open to receiving
5: all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. And if they were closed, just allow yourself to gently open your eyes here. Come back into your heart space.
0: Now I want to invite you, kind of move through this week. However, whenever you're listening to this episode, consider journaling this week um, and really diving into this affirmation, especially from some of the bigger contexts that was shared in this episode. To be open to receiving all that is necessary for one's spiritual evolution is to be in a space of acceptance of what is. And to accept what is does not mean that you have to prefer it or like it, but you're just present with what is present in your life. And is there opportunity to open more? To whatever is at play in your life right now, whatever patterns are presenting, whatever story is unfolding, whatever pains are processing, whatever purpose is evolving,
5: saying to yourself, journaling for yourself in openness for your highest good. Write down a couple ways today. But
0: even if you're not loving it, and some of you may be, what are some ways that you are being open to your spiritual evolution in this moment? Just jot them down. They don't have to be these, you know, massive ways. Sometimes they are. Sometimes we are struck with major catalysts for growth. And sometimes it's through um, small disappointments and irritations or New opportunities of some sort. Um, Maybe there's an offer or curiosity that's present to you. Just write down what are you beginning to notice is unfolding on your behalf for your spiritual evolution? And is there an opportunity to be even more open, stretched, and expanded to receive it? Just some thoughts for your consideration. I hope you'll have some some fun with that some time set aside for that all right big love catch you guys next week hit me on the gram at debbie brown go ahead and leave that five star review and a comment um big love everyone once again namaste hey find me on social let's connect at Debbie Brown, that's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jack please and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app,